Welcome everyone to another mini season here on the Here's Johnny <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're doing some Evil Dead stuff. There's some things going on in the background, but if we're going to do Evil Dead, Justin, do you agree that the best place to start is with an entry on our rankings? But there's no episode out there. Yeah, I like. I don't know really what happened here. I mean, it's almost like. Something was cursed or something. I don't know. It's uh, So that's what we're going to be talking about, the Evil Dead remake from Fetty Alvarez. We have a couple of special spots in here for it. Probably going to be a shorter episode, but we have never actually gone into detail about this. So I think... Yeah, I mean, like, obviously I don't think we will be like... This isn't going to be like a complete, like, quote-unquote, like, re-review. Like, Not at all. I'm looking at my scores now. I actually have it in my Excel oh. sheet. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, we got some feedback from uh, someone who is on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might be getting some extra feedback from somebody who helped try to save the episode. Yeah. Yes. But before we get into all of that, Justin, I know you've had a really busy week. Have you gotten anything new? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, cool. I started watching Letterkenny. I have heard about that, but I have not watched it. So I, people are probably going to hate me for saying this. I do not like Trailer Park Boys. Uh, I really, really do not. I can understand that. It, for me, Trailer Park Boys, I did. I have watched it. I watched it several times, but it's very much just like background noise. Yeah, like very much. It's a back. It's like CNN at the airport, right? It's just background. Yeah, it, it's I don't know I I just I there is really... some funny shit like Mr. Leahy a lot of times I think is really funny but beyond that I'm out. So what I have heard is that oh if you like Trailer Park Boys you would like Letterkenny I was like well I'm not really you know mm-hmm. but then I found out it's filmed and takes place like two hours from me <laughs> so I was like all right I I should at least like try it. Um, sure. I have watched. Oh my god I'm halfway through season three. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. It is really fucking funny. Uh, It's very Canadian. Like, I am worried that I don't want to recommend it to anybody that is not Canadian because there's a lot of, like, I feel like there might be a lot of lost language there. I know that sounds weird, but there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. um, Other than that, I had, as a night... As of recording this, the previous night, I had a very exciting experience that I am. Mm-hmm. One day will come to light, uh, but there has a lot of work has to be done on it. I'm very excited for that to come out, though, and obviously I'll let everybody know when that comes out. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's very exciting, and uh, I'm I, I don't know honestly I didn't do anything other than that though because I was uh, trying not to die from anxiety <laughs> waiting on yesterday to happen. So what about you, Larry? Um, I watched a little bit more Dragon Ball Z, but I've been busy, so I didn't want to, like, be, like, doing schoolwork, so I didn't want to, like, have that up and, like, not be able to pay attention at all, because yeah. I had a lot of quizzes and stuff this week. But on episode 260, Piccolo just trapped Boo himself and Gotenks in the hyperbolic time chamber. I, I know, I, yeah. I, I, I lost you after Cell Games. Yeah, yeah. I, um, well, I, I did watch a little bit of, uh, like, Teen Gohan in high school. I love it. And then I watched, I believe, the first, like, couple episodes of the Majin Buu stuff but I haven't like okay. fully dived into that uh I did watch two seasons of Ink Master though because that was very easy to have on the screen and do <laughs> notes with uh season three and four were on Netflix I hadn't seen them before like I enjoy Ink Master because I like looking at the tattoo artists and they do yeah. really really good stuff but I feel like the judges are like too mean like I feel like like, they don't give enough credit where it's due. I think they're really shitty. And then there was one thing that happened in one of the episodes where, like, one of the tattoo artists did a portrait of a woman's mom. Okay. And the woman's mom was, like, sitting there next to her. And it, it did look a little rough, but, like, they were calling her mom Leatherface and stuff. And, like, the old woman was sitting there crying. And it's like, it's just, it's just too mean. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Gordon Ramsay, but I feel like Gordon Ramsay is also really eager to hand out praise like he's mean but he also like will give people credit where it's due yeah i feel like there's no credit given during this by those two judges so that's really fucking rude like I yeah it's really that. mean yeah wow uh 
Yeah, fuck those. No, movies. yeah, no movies at all for me this week. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have only played one game this week. Uh, Octopath. Kingdom Hearts. Oh right, right, right. I finished my no death, no equipment run. So what? What? So what are you left with then? If you don't, uh, if you I have know. a whole. Do you really want to know? I have a whole Excel sheet. Oh, that's um, okay. Yeah, I used an Excel sheet to get to. I'm still one weapon away from my Elden Ring Platinum. I have not gotten it yet. Well, you've been busy this week. Yeah, uh, yeah I have the Excel sheet called Simple and Clean because I'm a dork. <laughs> uh, I have to collect all the shields. Okay. All the staves. All the keyblades. I need two keyblades. I'm assuming one of the keyblades you need is the uh, like uh, crafting one. And then the other one is one winged angel. Okay. How do you get? Oh. And good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, I have to complete Gummy Mission 3 for one of the worlds. Uh, gummy Missions. I'm, a, I, I'm watching YouTube videos. I also have to kill 2,500 ships and get 30 blueprints. I feel like the ships is going to be a lot because, like, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. I literally have not been warping at all. I've just been going, like, even if I have to go from, like, Halloween Town to Traverse Town, I go individual worlds just to try to rack it up, and I still haven't gotten it yet. I mean, but that is a good way to do it. Is there any Is there any way to, like, keep track of that? Not that I know of, not that I've seen. You know where there probably would be a way to keep track of that? On the computer? On the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, so I have to synthesize since, whatever. i got to make a bunch of shit in the shop. I need to do all the mini games, yeah. All the character entries, all the Ansem reports. Uh, I only need three more Ansem reports. Beat Kurt Ziza gets one. Beating Sephiroth gives one, and then beating the mysterious dude in Hollow Bastion gives one. Um, one hundred percent journal. Sword level one hundred. Beat Sephiroth. Beat Mystery Bro, and then beat the whole thing on Proud Mode. So uh, a couple of those overlap. Proud Mode would just be a grind fest. Yeah, it's more just like. The hardest part is there's so much to do that I get distracted. It's like literally, so like basically what I'm going to play, it's like today I'm going to do X. Yeah. Um, because we've been talking about it in the Discord and stuff with Kingdom Hearts 4 being announced way sooner than I ever thought it would. I have that Kingdom Hearts bundle on the PS4 and it has all those games on it. Like I, and I love Kingdom Hearts. So I'm going to, I want to try to have the platinum for all of the PlayStation titles before. You got, you got time. I, I mean, think so. So they have. So I, if you remember uh, when they announced Kingdom Hearts three, fucking eons ago, they said <laughs> now in development. Uh, now it is like magic is being made or whatever, which is basically them their way of saying it's in development now. Basically, so yeah. I think you have. It looks really good. It does. It's re. It's got like a. I I don't. I like goofy looking, like cartoonish looking Sora, with the big fucking goofy ass feet. So, yep. I'm interested if the reason is why I think it is why he looks realistic. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've been in the Discord, you probably have some guesses about that. Yeah. Uh, book-wise, I am on the back half of Return of the King. Um, we just had everything happen with uh, Aragon and Gimli and everything. Now we're switching over to Frodo and Sam, and they're getting ready to eat the ring into Mordor. Um, like I said, Swoop's taken over my life. I wedded Steven and his fiance this past weekend. That was a super and cool congratulations, experience. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they're in Scotland right now. He left me a shitload of work in the lab. And, like, <laughs> we've been doing this mouse experiment for weeks now. And I got a text from the technician today saying, yeah, I'm probably going to take, like, 10 or 15 mice. And I was like, geez, Steven, it's – he was so much work. But – I love the kids, so I don't care. Uh, and then I wanted to ask you, you've watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We've talked about it before. Yeah, I haven't seen um, so the, the newest la- season. The right? last episode I saw was when um, Matt came out during, in the prison. Okay, so you, have, so you have two seasons to catch up on. Yes. Okay. I recommend them. I think it's still great. But have you checked out their podcast? No. Could not recommend it more. So they're going episode by episode, and they're not really reviewing them. Like, I think that was their intent, and they kind of talk about it, but, like, they just kind of bullshit between the three of them. And it's amazing. I got uh, the P in Discord to listen to it, 
and he has also agreed. Like it's like thirty minutes long. It's it's like it, they're so funny, Justin. And um, they started like back in like October of last year, I think. So like, there's a lot of episodes that are out there. And like I said, they're half an hour long. They're they're wonderful. If anybody likes Always Sunny in Philadelphia, literally could not recommend it more. It is okay. fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. and, I said, and, there's, and they're so short too. So like, they're they literally are great. I'll check it out. I mean, yeah, you know. I'd be curious to see what other people say. Like Matt liked it, so I was happy to know that. All right, dude. It's time to finally come clean. Let's talk Evil Dead. So, when we recorded this episode, it came out at a time when we were collaborating with Rachel, but nowhere near to the level we are now. I mean, you are a constant guest on their fixtures. You're obviously their biggest feminist bro. Rachel and I have a podcast together now on her network after a joke conversation. Um, And then, obviously, all the crossover and stuff. But when we did this, this was back at a time where we were still... like. Not like at the beginning of our relationship with Rachel and the Zombie Girls, but definitely at a more green time. So we recorded this episode because we did the original. We wanted to do the remake. We were pretty pretty excited. I think, if I remember correctly, I think this happened during the pandemic. I can. We I, kinda... I'm. I'm actually. I'm, I'll leave this in, but I'm gonna look it up right now because I'm. Okay. Look up the... I'm pretty sure it happened during the pandemic when we were kind of t- tackling like we did like the crazies. Obviously, famously, we did Resident Evil in all of its entirety. Like, we did a lot of stuff. We recorded this episode, and usually, peek behind the scenes here, everybody. Justin edits. Justin's very good at editing. I do edit the Nick Cage show, but that's just because Rachel does too much, and I don't mind doing it. Uh, It would have been uh, a week after August 10th, 2020. Okay. So let me go back here. So that's through the pandemic. Yeah, we would That's right before me and Devin got married. Holy shit. We would have recorded it on August 13th. Or August 14th, twenty twenty. Yeah, that was right before Devin and I got married. Yeah. We got married in the... Yeah. Um, so usually, Justin edits. But this was a week where I was editing. Justin and Rachel... And I don't know why we didn't use cast either as I'm sitting here fucking thinking about it. Why didn't we use cast? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, that's probably why Rachel always recommends using cast now when we record with her because of me. Um, so we didn't use cast. Justin emailed me his file. Rachel emailed me her file. Next day, I sit down to edit, and my file is gone. My audio file. And I sit there, and I'm looking at it, and anybody who also knows, another part of the story goes back to the other thing in my life that's a constant stress, which is my computer. I delete things on my computer pretty much once an episode goes live on my computer, all that local stuff goes away. I think Justin has an archive of a bunch of our stuff. I'm pretty sure Rachel and the Zombie Girls have an archive of a bunch of this stuff. But for me, because my computer is a daily struggle... (laughs) To put it lightly, I yeah, like today, literally, Justin, like I, I sent a picture, like my hard drive was rebuilding itself. It was interesting. <laughs> Out of nowhere, um, I couldn't find the file. I could not find the file. Well, I had deleted it. I had deleted it without even looking at it. So we had Justin's audio, we had Rachel's audio, but we didn't have my audio, and it was gone. Uh, we tried to get some audio from Randy, um, who is Rachel's partner, um, amazing guy. 
we're trying to get, actually get him on the show for some stuff here in the, in the future, so stay tuned. But Randy's like, we got this. Like, we could figure it out. And Randy, for the next, like, two weeks, had me downloading these files and, like, searching through my trash to try to recover this audio file. And it was gone. And Randy kept wanting to push far longer than I did. Yeah, you know what? Bless that man. He is. He, he has is the saint. perseverance of an angel because I was yeah. like, like I, I fucking suck. I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did. <laughs> like, I felt. I, I still feel so stupid about it. Like now, I literally wait until the episode posts before I delete anything. Now, like, like that is now like my my new. Standard. I mean, that's so, probably a good idea. But... Yeah, I think it's probably a really good idea. Um. So yeah, one of we have had other lost episodes. Another famous one we had was back when we first started and we were with Tapestry. We recorded an episode. We reviewed a movie, didn't we? Oh yeah, which one was it? Um, it was Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, Trick or Treat. Yeah, and I I recorded through my my webcam that time. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was it was you, right? Wasn't it your audio that was all screwed up? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we couldn't put it out because it was scrambled. There was one we did with uh, Seagram yeah. for the girl walks home alone at night, and his audio was all f- fudged up because yeah. and it ha- that happened previously, but we were able to fix it enough for the boy. Yeah, it was oh, like man. our first forced entry yeah. way back in the day. So we have a couple, but we've always usually been able to save it. The trick or treat one we decided to scrap because it was early on; it was like a special too, so we just scrapped that one. But this was a slated episode with the guest, and it. And it died. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is like how did it actually score and why this remake stands above the others. But first, like I said, Rachel did join us on that and she was nice enough to send us in some audio to tell us her remembrance of the episode. Uh, full warning here. I did not rename them, so I'm not sure who's is what button. So I'm going to press one button. We might hear Eddie. We might hear Rachel. So. Larry and Justin want to know what I think of the Evil Dead remake. <laughs> Having a little deja vu. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure at first what I was going to say, but then I realized that I still have my notes because I never deleted them. So uh, I turned to the notes and read through them. And honestly, I still pretty much agree with everything I said here, essentially. And that is that, first of all, first and foremost, that I really like this movie. I think it kind of takes that super comfort food plot of kids getting killed in a cabin in the woods and put through the lens of French extremism. And that's one of the ways that it takes it and really modernizes it. The other way I think it modernizes it is the way that it uses demon possession as a metaphor for a lot of different things, including obviously drug addiction, guilt, trauma, and also the way that neurological illness manifests itself and can make someone feel like a stranger to the people who they love and are loved by. The other major theme I think this movie has an interesting take on is the opioid epidemic. This movie came out really early in the crisis. And so I think the choice to make Mia a heroin addict is interesting because it was something that was very much on people's minds at the time and something I think they could relate to. And I think that the movie uses that in some interesting ways, both in the way that she becomes an unreliable narrator to her friends, but also the way that it makes her really vulnerable and easy to exploit by the demon. And I think because we get this arc with her where she is actually able to kind of take back her agency by the end of the film. It, 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 it in some way infuses a weird sense of hopefulness in this movie, which could be easily way too nihilistic. I do have some issues. I'm guessing you can know what number one is, and that's the decision to keep the tree rape. You know, this movie took some really interesting and brave diversions from the original narrative so it's weird to me to keep this super regressive tree rape in here i do like that she gets her penetrative comeback with that chainsaw scene but you know i just i just feel like as a culture can we move past tree rape yeah uh whatever anyways uh finally i would say i really love mia and i really uh, appreciate that this movie 
sticks the landing in a way that not all movies can because that final act comes out of nowhere and it is wild and it is awesome and I love it and I love the little touches of like almost like an Ash-like montage that we get when she's in the shed so this movie does a good job of both really honoring the legacy of the original film which does have such a huge cultural footprint in horror but also make it its own make it modern and weirdly in some places pretty feminist yeah like this movie a lot Wish we'd gotten an actual Bruce, Bruce Campbell stinger, but, you know, I'll take the groovy, I guess. All right. Anyways, those are my thoughts on Evil Dead. Hope you enjoyed them. Thanks for letting me contribute, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye. As always, she does such a great job of summarizing everything. I know, right? I wish I could do, like, half as good a job as that. <laughs> so to review our scores from that day, for plot, yeah. I gave it an eight and a half. You and Rachel gave it eights. For cinematography, we all gave it nines. For audio, I gave it eight and a half. You gave it a seven. Rachel gave it an eight. And we all gave it tens for how scary. It actually has an 88%. It's not in our top ten, but it's pretty close. So what I wanted to talk to you about, Justin, because I think Rachel did a great job breaking down a lot of themes of the movie, yeah. and obviously we have someone else talking about their thoughts on it too here in a little bit, but what I wanted to talk to you about is why does this remake, why does the Evil Dead remake really stand alone? Um, and I guess I was just curious to hear your thoughts, because like we've seen like the Halloween, the zombies Halloween, right? Yeah. And I mean, it has its pros and cons, right? But I, I don't think it's as universally beloved as this one. I have famously said that I think the Friday the 13th remake that came out um, in like 2009 or whatever yeah, is Friday the 13th Perfected. We haven't gotten to it yet in this podcast. but I mean, I agree with you. I think it is one of the better ones. It, but, and, and I do yeah. think that some people push back on that. But like I've never, anybody who has seen this movie, like diehard fans of the OG fans of the tv show maybe nothing else like people who are just aware of it through dead by daylight for heck's sake like everyone loves this movie yes. why do you think that is i mean i think it does a really good job of like taking the yeah see it's weird because obviously evil dead the original was kind of built out as like a straight up horror movie and then mm -hmm. following sequels got more and more cheesier Right, yeah, the first of, one had the camp because it was so well, it was cheaply like, made. Yeah, it was like a very indie film, right? And then yeah, the the camp was forced on us. On, I, I I mean, I don't, I have no other word for it, but forced <laughs> on us in the second and, and Army of Darkness. But I, it worked, right? Like it worked so well. And it's weird because this is almost entirely void of that. Um, yeah, I would say there's no, there's no camp. Because uh, the Matt Matt was asking me about it at work, he said he hadn't seen it and he likes Bruce Campbell and he likes the campiness of it and he's like, does it have it? That's what I was trying to explain to him. It's like it doesn't have that camp, but it's something different. Yeah, well, it, like it almost feels like, in a way, this is, and I I think this is kind of one of the reasons why it is generally loved among the fans is like this is kind of yes, it's like a way of modernizing the franchise. But it's modernizing, like, specifically the first film where they went to make a horror movie. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it does a good job of, I mean, it. it I mean, it's the same basic premise, obviously, like, bare-bones premise. Obviously, with, like, you know. But it does a lot, dated. though. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, the one thing Rachel mentioned was the tree rape scene. And when we yeah. reviewed the original, <laughs> that episode is still out there. We talked at length about how that was, like way too much this one is it's still a lot but maybe it's because we watched the original and then this one that we kind of got it toned down a lot yeah but it didn't it wasn't as bad i mean it was still a lot and it's meant to be a lot but like rachel said in this one unlike the previous one she has her penetration revenge with the chainsaw which uh i actually just finished i rewatched this movie uh yeah over yesterday and today cool at work uh and yeah i mean it, it's it's wild that the kind of turn that happens at the end where like you know that's last so spoilers broken. everybody's yeah. aware i think oh, it's been yeah. pretty good so far from this point forward let's just put it out there matt yeah. i think you should watch it but if you're not going to spoilers going ahead go oh ahead. yeah big big spoilers so the turn at the very end <laughs> mm -hmm. um when kind of that last seal is broken and hell is coming for earth and uh, I, I i don't remember the exact like verbiage and stuff that sure 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 um 
but when it starts raining blood. From there mm-hmm. on, it is like... Biggest missing thing from that scene was the Slayer. We could have had Slayer playing in the background. Oh, that would have been amazing. But, I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, that would have really fit weird. Um, but it was like... That is kind of like rewatching, like Cabin in the Woods, for example. Yes. That is kind of like, obviously the uh, spoilers for Cabin in the Woods, obviously, because uh, I'm gonna I'm about to talk about the end. So, uh, yeah, last chance. The the bad guys win, right? Like the, the yep. seals are broken and all this stuff is coming a bit. The Evil Dead remake is like the ending I wish that movie had because while I do enjoy, you know, like the old ones coming too, I like the super visceral, like, oh shit, our hero is like at the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. And this is the point where everything's emerging. You know, we get it like evil me. I'm just going to call it that because I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. It's like the perfect human or whatever. But she has to like fight it back and we get, it's just like, it's already a gritty movie. And it turns into like almost like on the edge of that cheese. Yeah. The first one with her I agree. ripping her hand off basically <sighs> underneath the car. And yeah. Like Rachel said, the chainsaw and all the stuff in the cat, like in the, uh, not the cabin, the, uh, the shed. Like it, it's, it toes a line between serious and cheese at the end where it is definitely more on that serious side and it never For actually sure. tips over into the cheese, but it's like, you can feel that there was like a lot of passion going into making this end. And like, yes, they knew this is what the viewers want to see for myself. Like I, I agree with everything you said, but the thing for me that makes this remake stand above is like when it starts out, it is almost beat for beat the original. Yeah. We have our Ash character, we have our sister character, we have our friend characters. Everybody kind of lines up where they're supposed to. A lot more visceral, more budget, better shooting, really, really graphic scenes, like the like the, the tongue through the knife. The well, the... well, even kind of speaking to like the it, like they scares have changed between yeah the 80s and the, the 20 aughts or 2010s or whatever the fu- yeah. however the fuck you want to say it I, could, I i i'm just thinking of like specifically when kind of mia's in the bunk bed and she's talking to her brother like she had just gotten back and then he closes the door and yes. she looks in a mirror and there's like evil mia like just like hanging out I just watched it two days ago in the middle of the day. Yeah. And it was fucking terrifying still. Like, they managed to... And it... It's like, like, that's part, but the biggest part is, like, it pays homage to the original. It follows the similar beats. It it is doing its own thing, but it's still, like, respecting what came before. Yes. And then, like you mentioned, you get that whole shift. Mia's actually back. Mia is our Ash character. The brother gets blown up in the house. She has to go through all this. She has to literally fight back the demon that originally like did everything to her, that caused everything to happen. Yeah. It's her battle to win. And I think that that is what, for me, makes it good, is that we have everything we wanted in the original. It pays respect. It does the right thing. It, it amps it all up. But then, without, like, without, like, putting a middle finger up and saying, like, 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 Subverting expectations are saying "fuck you." What came before? Yeah. It still does its own thing, but it works so well, and I think that is what makes it so special. Because we have a lot of horror films like *Notoriously* the *Nightmare on Elm Street* remake, are kind of oh. like try to pay respect to what came before, but then do its own thing. The *Child's Play* one with Mark Hamill as a robotic doll, I think, tried to do something similar. I think a lot of the times they, they try to do it and they try to do their own thing and they can work to different extents or not work at all in case of Nightmare. But in this instance, I think it is just perf- it perfects that formula. Yeah, and it's it's weird because, I mean, we've talked a lot on this show about what happened to Fede Alvarez after this. Um, it's, it's insane, yeah. Like, it, when this came out, I remember... I, I had a poster of this that on my bench before I moved to Utah, I had yeah. found this old weathered 
Evil Dead poster for this movie, but like that was like at a bus station. Like I could see it behind a couple old posters, and I remember I yeah. pulled it out and I was and I had it displayed at my desk bench. Like this well, movie was, oh, yeah, I was like, ready for anything from Fede. I I remember going and I I used to take when this first came out. I would take like everybody I knew. Okay, and it's. It came out on a Friday. Okay, I went and saw it with Michelle on Friday. Okay, oh, there's some people from work who haven't seen it. Okay, let's go on Saturday. Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I kept going day after day. I watched this maybe probably five or six times in theaters. Yeah. And I remember at the end of the first one going, holy shit, like, I am ready for whatever Fede comes out with next. Like, anything, I will watch it. And we did, and it was not well, good. And the craziest thing is at the time he said there's going to be a sequel. And save that so before we get to that okay. we're going to listen to another audio clip sent in by one of our patrons our good friend eddie good day gentlemen this is eddie uh calling in about evil dead the remake um i think that evil dead 2 is is awesome and great and that this movie takes the humor and just kills it completely Although I think that the metaphor they did use of recovering from addiction um, certainly works, and the movie holds up on a, on certainly on technical merits, like the gore and stuff is still really great. Um, is it my favorite? No, it's not my favorite, but I certainly think it it did what it intended to do, and that is be a scary movie based on the Evil Dead idea. Well, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eddie. We appreciate it. So Justin kind of teased it. Yes. There was talks of a sequel. There is a sequel coming out called Evil Dead Rise, but it's not to this, correct? Yeah, so... It's just another entry in the franchise? So from what I understand, I kind of did... I knew this at the time a lot better. It's been two years, so... Sure, sure, sure. We we both know these last two years have been (laughs) fucking years. Yes. Um, It feels like a fucking decade. Uh, so I, I did try to do like a little bit of reading on it today. So from what I understand is this Evil Dead, the remake, takes place in the same universe after Army of Darkness. Um, and then there was some kind of, from what, again, from what I understand is that Evil Dead Rise, like, pulled the carpet is the word, like the verbiage that was used out from beneath a possible Evil Dead 2. Okay. Um, but, and here's where I'm not 100% sure. Evil Dead Rise is what it's called. Uh, is it a sequel? We're going to find out right now. Thank you, Google. Uh, it's going to be a sequel to the original franchise. So I'm assuming that they are completely cutting this one out. So then let's have two conversations. Okay. Um, the first one, if we were to get a sequel to this film... Would you want it to pay homage to Evil Dead 2 and kind of take the similar steps, like kind of get into the Kandarian demon stuff? Or would you rather see an entirely different take and see where Mia goes with it? Would you want to see Bruce Campbell show up and, like, the two of them team up? I feel like the moment you introduce Bruce Campbell, you're getting camp at this point. I think that... I think it'd be very cool if we got Bruce Campbell to get brought in and kept the same tone as Evil Dead. Yeah. But I think that at this point, if you get Bruce Campbell, you are getting camp. You think that's fair to say? Yeah, and, and it, it does suck because, I mean... He's a good actor. He's a good, oh, serious actor. Oh, fuck yeah. And, I mean, Ash is, I mean, obviously his most memorable character, right? Um, but I, in a perfect world, I would have liked to have seen, like, okay, let's say the Evil Dead movies keep their serious keep the serious tone that is going on now and we continue with ash versus the evil dead because i actually really fucking love that show i watched like half of the first season i just couldn't get into it like i but again i am kind of notorious in this podcast for being anti-camp like there's some camp i like like killer clowns i introduce you to that and that's one of my favorites but i also get a lot of shit for my thoughts on tammy well that's what i'm saying like in the perfect world like okay kind of what we're seeing with what is happening with the Saw franchise right now. Yeah. Because they are, they are splitting off into two different directions. You know, Spiral and Saw is still in the jig. I heard, did you see the name that the sequel to Spiral is going to be? All right, shitty joke. Come on, give it to me. No. <laughs> All right, Udo, what is it? 
It's called slap. It's called what? Slap. God damn it. <laughs> Let me guess. Starring Will Smith? All right. <laughs> no, it's, it's still Chris Rock. Oh. Uh, Who's uh, he getting slapped by, though? Will Smith, but Jada Pinkett is our is our uh, jigsaw character though oh, okay interesting i'd watch it, I'd watch it. <laughs> she's she's replacing um what's his face john oh. kramer oh. <laughs> we're gonna get really meta it's like a mix of like screaming oh, God. But, okay back to what you're saying i'm yeah, sorry so, it, so those have we've kind of seen this split now where we are getting two franchises in the same universe yeah i really would have liked to have seen that with this because i do think this movie a stands on its own. I really do think it stands on its own. Like you, one hundred percent. I think I said we talked about earlier. Like there's like you can get any kind of fan, whether it be of horror or Evil Dead or whatever, and they will like this movie. Yeah, I and I think yes, you kind of can go forward and go into like a serious take on the Kandarian demon. That's what I would like to see personally, yeah. because and, I think I've spoken about this before. I like the original Evil Dead. I yeah, love I this movie. Evil Dead 2 is okay. I did not like Army of Darkness. Sorry. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I couldn't get into... Uh, no, no, I mean... It's Evil Dead. It's just not like my cup of tea. But this, this was something I could bite into. See, for me, it's Evil Dead 2 is like peak for me. I think everybody says that. I know. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I know I'm in the minority here. <laughs> Army of Darkness has the... It's too much of a comedy for me. Like I wouldn't yes. even consider it horror. Oh, no, I mean, it's like a... Like, I wouldn't even consider it a horror comedy. Like, I, I really feel like it's just a comedy. Oh, well, it's a slapstick comedy, really. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I, I agree. It's like Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, which is why when, again, Ash versus the Evil Dead came out, it, it had that, like, it had the camp of Army of Darkness, but kind of brought back the horror a little bit. It tried which... to bring the horror, sure. It did. <laughs> Watch all three seasons, and then then you could have a, then you can have an opinion. On okay. Oh, <laughs> well, especially I, I will say the first season is kind of rough, but it also brings two new characters to the franchise that are probably some of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in Kelly and Pablo. They're the basically the two. I did characters. like Pablo. Pablo's. Yeah. I did like Pablo. Yeah. Kelly's a fucking badass. Anyways, uh, but I would re- I would really like to see that kind of to franchise take on a on in the universe because i think it would be interesting it would get kind of give something to everybody as well yeah so with that and let's talk about the final thing here um what do we think about evil dead rise um i'll go first because i'll be more negative i think you'll probably be more positive but for myself i am nearing the point where i kind of need a break from seeing all the classics redone, reimagined, rebirthed, resequeled. Like, I got Halloween again. I got Scream again. Like, we got Child's Play again. Like, we're getting all this stuff. And I'm kind of, like, saturated with it. I, I'm i afraid that it won't be good. Because I feel like for every rebirth we get, I feel like one is good and the rest are all like mediocre to why did we even do this exercise? So for me, it'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, I don't know. Like I, I I do love Bruce Campbell. I love his portrayal of Ash. Like Uh we've talked about, like I went and saw evil dead as a play live in this old in this gay bar was in an old house and like spraying in blood super intimate it was amazing but like they had a new path to go with mia or hell they had a new path to kind of take with pablo like you said like in the show and they just don't do it and they keep hanging their hat on bruce campbell and this is not a knock on him but one of the reasons why I think that the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise is so fucked currently is I don't think Robert Engel is coming back. Oh, no. He doesn't want that. Like, why would Yeah. And, and you tried to rebirth it. And I think that the actor you cast was fine. But you had a bad plot. And, like, once you lose Bruce Campbell, and, that's, and if that's the basket you're putting all your eggs in, what are you going to do? Like he he's getting older. Like he's an older guy, and like and maybe one day he's just done doing it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's just like done being Ash. 
Oh, he's already... So, uh, uh, that's actually a thing. So, when Ash vs. the Evil Dead got cancelled, he very frustratingly said, I'm done playing Ash. I d I've... There's been too many... Uh, like, too many... I've been... It's been cancelled so many times at that point, right? Like, there's no point, and he's kind of tired of all of the, like, Evil Dead stuff getting cancelled. So, he said, I'm done. And then the game came in, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm voicing the game. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just... And I also just, I don't know the campiness. I, I, I know people like the show. I know the show did a lot of stuff with the Kondarian Demon stuff. I just don't know what else is there to tell. Like, like, where do you go after Army of Darkness? If this is a sequel to the original and you're doing a sequel to Army of Darkness, like, where are you going to go from there? What do you do next from that? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think, honestly, the biggest thing that they are losing doing this is Mia. Yeah. I think Mia is... And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you yeah. had a really cool character yeah. that had her own path that wasn't attached to Bruce Campbell. You could have had a cameo or something, but you weren't attached to it. We talked about it with Scream, right? Is like, Sydney Prescott is that franchise. Like, she just is. And you brought in a Sydney replacement, right, who could be the next new face, and she was terrible. Like, maybe she wouldn't have been that... Like, I, I think she wasn't a very good actress, and I listen to the episode would hear about it but like if you're going to replace sydney you got to have a character to do it you have to have an actor to do it and like this one not only did they have mia they had an actress who was just killing it in the role and she didn't need to be tied to it it's just crazy it is crazy to me it's just insane and that's why i'm like what are we doing yeah i mean Sorry, I'm looking up the actresses who are in the new one. I'm trying to see if I if I know any of them. Um, what else is she in? She looks very familiar. Also, about. sorry everybody if you can hear the dogs barking in the background. Devin just got home and they're being little assholes. Um, Alyssa Sutherland is in it. She was in The Mist. Okay. Uh, I believe she was the mom in The Mist and The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. I, I, I think there are interesting people attached to... I am not saying that they didn't do a good job casting or whatever. It's just you had Mia. You had Mia and you have to move away from Bruce Campbell at some point. Because if not, your franchise will die when he says he's done. So... I think so. From the premise, they like we don't really know the whole story, but we have like the quote unquote premise, mm -hmm. and it sounds like they are doing something wildly different. Um, I'm not that sure scares that. me. I'm excited for it because I like from what I understand, uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, well, they're like executive producers, right? Which means basically. I mean, they have a lot involved, of say. but they're, like, yeah, they have they have a lot of say and stuff. Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I trust them enough because so far I have enjoyed every Evil yeah. Dead thing that has come out that they have. I know I'm in, I am most certainly in the minority when it comes to this franchise. I know. Yeah, and I mean, so I, if you're okay, I'm just gonna read what the premise is. It's very short. Yeah, I don't care. So in the fifth Evil Dead film, a road wary Beth. Uh, pays an overdue visit to her older sister Ellie, who is raising three kids on her home, on her own in a cramped LA ap apartment. <clears throat> the sisters' reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to flesh possessing demons and thrusting Beth. They're doing it in like downtown LA. Yes, <laughs> which has Ew. me both scared, but also like, okay, hey, you know what? Maybe. Maybe this is, you know, this could be the next, you know, you never know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Not, it's going to be weird not being in a forest, like not being in the cabin, but it could also be what the franchise needs. I'm not going to poo poo in your parade. I have thoughts, but you, you have made yourself excited and optimistic and I will not poo poo that. I am. The fact that it's in the city though is giving me feelings. <laughs> I'm not I'm sure that this will be probably on the lower end of the Evil Dead side of how I feel about these movies. Oh, I bet it's trash. Were they going to try to do Wreck? 
I mean, hey, Wreck is a really fucking good movie. You're I, right, I just, but again, like, are, are you, yeah. what you're trying to do? Like, just watch Wreck of Quarantine. Mike, I'm wondering if they saw the shit that uh, Fede put out afterwards, and that is why they were like, pump the fucking brakes. And I don't know, maybe this, I don't know, maybe, because I know there's been plans for, like, Army of Darkness 2, and, yeah. like, all this other shit. You know, they, they've wanted to kind of continue this franchise on for a long time, and this is, I mean, this could be Sam Raimi kind of taking it back a little bit, right, and saying, like, hey. Who's writing it, to say? Uh, written by Lee Cronin, who has done The Hole in the Ground. No. Um, oh, that looks fucking creepy as shit. Uh, 83. It, it, basically, it's a horror movie. Okay. Um, Is that basically his biggest thing then, or his only thing? Uh, yes. He's got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if that... I don't, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We, I, don't, I was just curious if there's anything I could hear uh, and spot. I, I'm th- oh, sorry. Who's the director? He's the writer and director. Ooh, okay. Well, at least there's that. Yeah, the producer. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, the producer is the guy who did like Xena. Warrior Princess. Yep. And Evil Dead Two, and Evil the first Evil Dead. And the like the. I just don't think that kind of level of camp of Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness is going to work in an LA apartment building. Oh, he didn't. Uh, I, I think they go more Evil Dead Two, with it. I don't think they go. Army Darkness. I think Army Darkness was like too silly. Although we did get Evil Ash, which is like yeah, amazing. But. Yes. All right. Well, that's yeah. Evil Dead again. That's what happened to the episode. It was all on me. Thanks one more final time to Randy for trying his best to save it. Thanks to Rachel and Eddie for sending in some audio. Uh, like I said, this is just not a franchise that I I have a lot of nostalgia towards. Yeah. Um. I, there are things I like. I, I do love the original, and I love this movie. It's just the I'm not a camp guy, and that's fair. And that's what it is. I, I just and then maybe Evil Dead Rise will be great. I just I'm very sad that our time with Mia seems to be over. Yeah, she was a fan, like amazing casting. Like I can't get over how well she, um it's uh, Jane Levy, mm-hmm. right? Like yep, it's. Amazing, amazing job. I really hope that we ah, see it sucks because I know we won't get her again. No, but I hope we do right in, in any way possible. Like, I don't know. Evil dead to me is a cabin in the woods, man. I mean, the reason why we're having a little horror trip here the next few months is like a cabin in the woods. Michigan is directly from evil dead. Like, it just is. Like, that's where my idea came from for it. It's just. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Again, I. Hey, Predator left the jungle, went to the Iron Jungle, and it was okay. Yeah, I did really like Predator, too, actually. Me, too. So, you know, you never know, right? You never know. I hope for people who are fans that it's good. It's just for me, I thought that this 2013 remake just did everything it needed to. And. Honestly, I'm just sad that it, that's it. I will say, it's going to have to try really hard to be worse than Fede Alvarez's TCM that came out this year. It's going to have to try really <laughs> Only very special hard. things can be as shitty as that. <laughs> and on that happy note, we are going to go ahead and transition into the closing. But first, we do have a commercial from a member podcast of Kaleidoscope Media Network. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Okay, so what's up? Oh, nothing. Oh, I saw your family does that's wrong. So starting next week, we are going to be going on a game 
uh, marathon. Yeah. Hail to the King, Fistful, Boomstick, and Regeneration. That is what I forgot to say at the start. I beat Hail to the King. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. I'm I'm basically going to sit down and play on Saturday. It's Devin's last Saturday tax season, and I want to sit... It's difficult, but it's... I got a walkthrough, and it can't be as bad as Blasto. No, it's... It's not, trust me. It's... Yeah, it's not as bad as Blasto. So we're going to have three game reviews. If you've played these games, make sure you hit us up and let us know. Um, this is a first time for me on all of these. So I am uh, I'm very interested to see how it goes. Um, with that, just any last thoughts before we wrap this up and head to the closing and then for patrons into the campfire? No, I, really, I mean, get excited because we're about to play three games that not a lot of people played (laughs) (laughs) so i mean if even if you have if you haven't played it at least listen because uh the it is i mean i might be changed now but back in the day when these came out they were canonical canonical is that the right word yes in canon with the films yes perfect all right guys thanks for hanging out thanks again to people who sent in the audio and until next time stay scary The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.